Todd for breakfast. Uh, whatever, whatever day it is, Todd, I'm pretty easy. <laughs> as long as they leave the money under the mat. <laughs> All right, no worries. Money's on the fridge, as uh, yeah, Granddad yeah, would say. It. That's um, it. That's the way. All right. So, the Flying Bushman. Uh, it is the the name of the book, of course. So, uh, look, why don't you just tell us? Start off by telling us a, a bit about yourself, and I suppose how the book came about. Well, sure, uh, Todd. Nice to be with you. Uh, look, it, it's uh, it's the third one and my third book. Uh, it's actually an honour because the last one was a bestseller. Um, the Flying Bushman also, but uh, an Australian story of life above the land. Um, and this is about uh, non-fiction stories about uh, outback Western Australia. It could be Australia, really, that uh, not many people experience today. And probably <clears throat> I'm very fortunate, too, that uh, because I've lived it for 60-odd years and, and a sort of a Geraldton local, you could say. I was born and bred in Geraldton years ago, but with Murchison... Uh, Station country is our home, and uh, was for up till the, the, the late nineties. Um, <coughs> and uh, uh, the the bush is about yes, those non-fiction true stories uh, in the, in the bush that happen. Uh, it, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry. It, it's uh, I think this one, the third one, as you grow as an author, hopefully uh, you listen to what readers and people say, and and you add the information accordingly, and. Uh, Hopefully, I think, you know, after the last one being a good one, I'm hoping this will be better, Todd. Yeah, that's great. So what does it, first off, yeah, what does it mean to you writing these books? And, and I suppose what do you hope it means to others, the people reading the books? Well, look, it's tremendous when you get uh, reinforcement and, and positive reviews uh, from people. And uh, if people go to my website, uh, www.theflyingbushman.com that's where they can purchase the book but also they can see reviews and stuff there from international reviewers which is great because I wanted to sell the Australian bush um, to, um, to you know to the world uh, I make no qualms about that and uh, it's, uh, it's it's actually where, where, where Australia started uh, Todd you know before the gold rush and so forth I mean people were out in the bush with livestock and and uh, you know sheep and wool and beef and so forth and and uh, and that's I think you know where a lot of our history um, initiated in this country. So, but it's it's an industry now, of course, and an environment that's away from so many people. So um, they don't get the chance, especially your kids. The kids they they don't get the opportunity to experience it much, the odd holiday or something. But uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's a bit of a, a dying industry, really, and less and less people involved. Uh, and yeah, I think it's just lovely. I get a lot of a lot of uh, fulfilment out of it, uh, getting great stories across to people and and them enjoying them. You know, and and that's what does it for me. Yeah. Well, you hear more and more that uh, right around Australia, people are leaving the cities for for regional Australia, um, probably trying to find you know less stress, uh, you know, easy living. Um, you know, which isn't what you know <laughs> let's face it regional living is cracked up all to be you know very hard times very tough times you know even in just the last couple of years uh if you were to describe a regional australia yeah what would be the best way you could describe it well certainly uh, going back to my book by way of example todd that uh, there's there's chapters in there it's, it's under 200 pages 16 odd chapters and some of the stories uh, some of the chapters have got warnings on them 
in as much as you know there's there's death of people and animals and life and and you know there's birth and there's all the stuff that goes on and and you know anybody that's lived it or had anything to do with it knows that the uh, the bushes not all beer and roses you know there, there's very many often tough times and I mean even the the Sydney siders and stuff uh, recent years have uh, had a bit of a blast from nature be it smoke or be it fires or floods or and these things are, are pretty sort of standard in the bush and uh, you never know what nature's gonna gonna throw at you so. Uh, in, in, in some of the chapters in the book, there's, you know, people will laugh and people will cry because I've put warnings there, especially for children. Um, you know, things happen in the bush. They really do. And it's taken out of your hands and it's a tough environment at times. It's beautiful at other times, but it's very, very tough and can be. And, and so it doesn't sort of, uh, you know, you, it's no good trying to ring for the, for the, for the, uh, the ambulance or some help or whatever, you, you know, you sort of need to, to battle it through yourself. So, yeah, it, it can throw a lot at you, let's put it that way. Yeah, and I suppose you can feel very much isolated, you know, um, very much recently, you know, pretty much the whole of the Midwest lost power twice in a, in a week. Um, but, of course, there have been places within the Midwest uh, throughout regional WA have been dealing with these power outages for years and years and years, and uh, they're pretty much left to, to fight and, and, and fend for themselves because, you know, you're, the big city isn't taking notice or, or doesn't seem to want to do anything about it. So it comes back down to, you know, the, the little Aussie battler. Surely, absolutely. And like you say about the power, I mean, it's affected... A lot of people, uh, you know, right around the area. I mean, we, well, I'm out at White Peak in north of Geraldton, and I mean, for God's sake, it, it happens out here regularly. And, uh, you know, to have much in your freezer and all that sort of thing. But I, I think one of the things that's happened with, with internet, with all sorts of things, we, we, we've moved on uh, a bit from the bush, from the region, from the country. Uh, moved on from realising that, the, you know, the people out here are the ones that are actually, in many cases, producing it um, and uh, you know yes there's, there's huge people and numbers and volumes in the in the cities but but many of them the service industries they're they're sort of uh, helping you with your problem they're not growing anything or producing anything or or you know d- d- getting something from nothing they're, they're sort of uh, if you like jumping on the bandwagon and I think uh, uh, the, you know we, we've got to have a political system where the the, uh, the bush people, the producing people, have a say, and that used to sort of happen in years gone by, but as times have happened, uh, let's not go too far into that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think the people in the bush have lost more and more, uh, more and more votes, more and more say, uh, more and more input probably, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a bit how it is, I guess. Yeah, oh, look, we'll keep battling on, of course, and uh, look, we'll always think about and reflect on the good times, much like you have the good times and, and the bad, of course, uh, through your books, The Flying Bushman. Uh, that's who we're chatting to this morning. We do really appreciate your time, of course. So, people, give it a Google, Flying Bushman. You'll find the website, uh, the, the, the books, the podcast, of course, and so much more. So, um, Greg, what is next for you? Obviously, you've, you've got the third book. What's next? Well, look, we mentioned and touched on the importance of uh, educating children about the outback, Todd. Uh, I think that's really important. I mean, we don't realise that backpackers come across the world uh, to to experience our outback and our isolation and, uh, uh, you know, the grey nomads head north every year to sort of spend some time around the campfire and the and the starlit sky. And, and there's something very, very special uh, about the outback. And... Uh, 
I think it's important that we keep on educating the children, many whom, of whom don't have an opportunity now to, to touch much of the outback, mm. uh, to sort of let them know what's going on. And where in many cases their grandfathers, you know, were a shearer or a station manager or something out in the bush, a dingo trapper, whatever it was, and they've all, you know, all, all sort of been there. And, of course, uh, the kids today get criticised for, you know, getting thinking that milk comes from a carton. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I had to go and, get, you know, get in the milking cow out of the cow paddock, Todd. So yeah. <laughs> I, I know what's involved. I had to go and fix the windmill. But, I mean, a lot of the kids now, they don't have that. And, yeah. and so... My scene is about educating them and giving them an opportunity to read some bush stories and, and know what happens, you know, and, uh, and bring it back to them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Get back to the bush, whether you be a kid or, or an adult. Why not? Get back to the bush. That's Maybe it. it'll only be for a weekend, but yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, so many people, and I'm sure you, you all your listeners will know people that, uh, you know, when they do their bush runs and the, the camps and the, and a bit of time out. It's just, it's very, very special. It has a certain impact on the soul. Um, and, uh, you know, anybody that does it just loves getting out there and, and just spending a bit of time and making it, you know, the, the universe makes you realise you're just a, a very, very small speck in the whole whole big picture and uh, you sit around a campfire with some good friends and, and, uh, and you know, that's one of the beautiful things you can do in life. And, uh, and so... You know, we we I've been very fortunate to have experienced it from childhood, and uh, hence the bushman and the flying comes from years as a chopper pilot up in the Pilbara, where I was watching, you know, wild cattle around the state for years before I had a bad prang. And um, yeah, you know, it's it's I've been fortunate to enjoy that 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 way of life. Yeah, the flying bushman. Check out the books. We've been having a chat to Greg. Really appreciate your time. And um, look, I'll leave uh, the final words to you, to yourself. Oh, good mate. Well, listen, just one thing before you go, if I could. I was very well fortunate and honoured to, to go to young Angus Guy McLeod's uh, funeral on Thursday. Uh, he was a young man that most Geraldton folk will know. Uh, was the happy face in the wheelchair out the front of Bunnings for for sixteen odd years. Um, he was a happy little character and, and really showed all of us, uh, you know, about living life and enjoying it. He, he was a, such a great example. And Bunnings actually had a, a, honor, a guard of honour for his funeral yesterday, which was tremendous. But quickly, in, in, in finishing, uh, Todd, one of the things that he was said about him at the funeral, and I know he'd want us to end on a, on a positive note, and that was when he was sitting there in his wheelchair, the old lady just bought a rose in Bunnings, and she came up to him and said, "Oh my dear," she said, "I've got uh, I've got aphids in my rose that I've just bought out the back." He said, "Don't worry, man. Slip down aisle eight, and he said you'll have some oil there in the can. He said you can paint that on; it'll be as good as gold." <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't miss a beat. He he was right on it, the young fella. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Oh, yeah, wow. good stuff. Anyway, pleasure to talk to you, Todd, and all the listeners, and I welcome them to have a look at the book. They'll enjoy it. I'm very sure of that. And uh, it's part of uh, selling the bush, and it's part of our country and. And local, so uh, and let's go and have a look and see how you know. And I hope you enjoy it. That's the main thing.